Love and brief. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you do it like that? It was the frog version. Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. Hmm? Love for yourself, love for others, Uh love for your community. Sure. Love for your partner. Lots of that. Pupper love. Dogs. Dogs. Uh, You know, just uh, quarantine centers and quarantine centers full of. It's getting it's getting hard, isn't it? With no masky masky love, with no guys, we haven't gone anywhere. We have no external stimuli to reference anymore. That's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> Just Netflix binges and Netflix binges. These four of, walls full of love, full of love. Our kitchen full of love. Um, yeah, welcome back, you guys. Um, I'm resident. Yes, and I'm road not taken. I almost forgot to introduce ourselves. <laughs> um, we are back with our friends, Mister and Mrs. P, otherwise known as Mister and Mrs. Padded. Uh, you might have heard them last week. If you haven't, pause. Yeah, it would make a lot go more sense if you last go week. listen to last if week. If you understand their story, you will yeah. understand why they are going to be impossibly helpful with the uh, listener questions today. You might also know them from their Instagram account, Padded Together, and mm-hmm. you might know them from Fet Life as well. You might. You should if you don't. I agree. So, friends, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back, friends. Thank you. Hello. And the reason that we've invited them, and again, I'm encouraging you, just go listen to part one. But if you haven't. And you insist on being this way. I'll tell you that they uh, identify a little bit different when it comes to their sexual interests and proclivities. I wonder if you could give us the 10 second version, friends. How would you say you uh, would identify your roles in your relationship? Um, we are both, um, I would say we're switches, both ABDLs, but he is, Mr. Padded is definitely a lot more into it than I am. I am a, I guess, a vanilla convert. <laughs> <laughs> One of us. Yeah. So, so when he first brought this idea up with you earlier in your relationship, you said you were just straight nilla. Totally. That's like, it. Like, like vanilla bean, like. Yeah. yeah vanilla all the way rock. through. And, and in episode one, we talked a bit about sort of how you balance this and how you work this out in a relationship where one person comes with a lifelong kink and the other person comes saying, what is kink and why should I care? And yet we have this love for each other and, uh, and how you work that out. So point is go back. Listen to episode one. Mr. and Mrs. Padded are tremendously insightful. And because of that, we want to give them a few lightning round questions. So in episode uh, or part one of this discussion last week, we did talk about a handful of questions that we get a lot. And we just sort of snuck them into the conversation because they tend to come in various forms and anonymously. I would like to get through to a couple of pretty specific questions. And I'm hoping you guys can shed some light on it. You can always pass like any good lightning round on any good game show. Mm -hmm. You can always pass. R&T, do you want to read our first question to our friends? Of course I do. This is from our old friend, Anonymous. One of our most popular submitters of questions. Always sending questions. Um, It says, I recently told my new girlfriend about my DL kink, and it went very well. She didn't freak out, and we've talked about it a few times, and she's open to the idea of participating. So far, I've never worn a diaper around her, and she's never worn at all. What advice do you have for slowly easing in to and exploring ABDL specifically, or a new kink generally with your partner? So I think, you know, keep going slow, mm-hmm. slow, put that gear in the first gear, keep going slow, bring it up a couple of times here and there and just encourage, but don't push the subject. If you read any human, 
they hesitate, mm-hmm. then you back off. Didn't you send me a text? As we said before, our relationship was a lot of texting in the beginning. So maybe there might have been a picture of you in a diaper at one point, and then we went at snail's pace. I would say pictures are good suggestions. Kind of get the okay. idea of the ball going. Or like, hey, this is what I like. What do you think? And another great thing is like, obviously that person is very shell-shocked. <laughs> Show that person other people's Instagram. Like, hey, there are other people like me out there. Like I said, don't push it. Don't go from zero to 60 in like three dates. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes hardship. It takes no's to get to a yes. So there's no need to rush. I wouldn't. It will lengthen your relationship if you don't try and speed through it. Yes. And you have to remember, people are people. I mean, people are people, obviously. Duh. People are vanilla, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like you're just... Imagine like you take a, a person that is under a rock into a sex shop and expect them to know every single thing the next day. It's like, it's impossible. It will never happen. I was, I was shell-shocked. Exactly. I was blushing the entire time. So I think this is really good advice on the speed. I will say, were there any bumps in the road? And I'll specifically ask Mrs. Padded, were there any bumps in the road along the way that you would be like, oh man, if we had it to over, I wish he wouldn't have done that. That's for damn sure. Oh, um, yes, there was one specific time. Um, he liked... Is this the garage situation? Yes. Oh, yeah, let's not talk about the garage situation. I love couples who've been together for a while because they say things like, is this, is the, this garage the garage one? one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was one of our first... So, yeah, we made every mistake under the sun. Um, <laughs> and peeps, you will make mistakes. It's going to happen. But you're going to learn from mistakes. Yeah. And you're going to be like... Mr. Padded is so blushing right now. <laughs> so so you don't have to share the story. I know it's personal, but can you share what you learned from the story? Um, can, I, can I go with that one? Sure. Don't push limits. And communicate and be comfortable saying no. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I didn't say no enough in the beginning um, because I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm fine. We can try that. But then I also didn't say stop when I didn't feel comfortable. Mm. That's a really important lesson. And learn your partner's limitation. And Mm -hmm. don't ever, ever leave your partner alone in a vulnerable situation, especially when they're tied up in a new area, wearing something new they've never used, worn, ever before. (laughs) Hypothetically, hypothetically. (laughs) Just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's very good advice, actually. All of that is very good good advice. Especially any kink situation. Never leave your partner. That is like rule number 101. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rule number one. <laughs> yes, rule number one. <laughs> Unless that's what your partner's into, but you know that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's just not this one. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. you gotta be naive. You're gonna be young and dumb, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, you're gonna everybody's gonna make mistakes. That's gonna happen. But I like that. But the biggest thing is, if you make a mistake, you gotta learn from it mm-hmm. and make sure you take a mental note, put it in that toolbox for the down the road. If it's not with this partner, it's with the next partner. And I'll just add one more step is if you make a mistake, call it out and apologize and be like, I blew it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That, that has built a lot of trust for us. I think. Oh, very much. I made one the first weekend we met up. I pushed her because I thought it would be fun, kinky fun to do something that was, I won't call it like public, but it was just more public than she was ready for. 
And she said no. And I was smart enough in the moment, despite being embarrassed and feeling like an idiot, I was at least smart enough to say, hey, like, I don't know, an hour later, hey, I'm really sorry I pushed that. Right. Like I had to get over my own fleshy face of like, I'm an idiot. Well, and I think I told you years later that the point at which I knew I was, I knew I liked you instantly and I knew we connected, but the point at which I knew I trusted you was when I said, no, it's too far. And you said, great, let's go back to the room. It's okay to say no. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. No, I trust this guy now. Cause I was with a lot of guys who weren't as nice as that. Like, so talk about a trust trust is good. Yeah. All right, you want to ask our next Yeah, okay, question? here's our next one. Can I say one thing on that? Yeah. If you do any scenes with anybody, you know, if they don't say, hey, stop, just their, their physical cues, you have to pick up on as well. And that's and a huge that's important thing. Like, obviously, if they don't feel uncomfortable, you got to stop. Like, hey, check in. You're always checking your partner. There are tears rolling down their eyes with no spanking. Maybe you guys need to go to dinner instead real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a break. Go Let's get Let's stop tacos. and make some macaroni. Yeah. Hypothetical <laughs> situation. Yes. <laughs> Go get a beer if you're 21 and go get dinner. That's good. So here's our next one. Um, We got an ask from uh, Seven Stars on FetLife who said, how do people approach the idea of going to events and explaining the need to be a part of community with somebody who is not in that world at all? So not only have you guys chosen to be a part of the community, but you've gone to events. How did you approach those needs and that desire to do those things? As older you get, you want to be around like-minded people. Um, sure, you got your friends, your close, close, close friends. No, I'm kidding. But we wanted to be immersed in the kink community, especially more than me. Especially, like I wanted to know who in our town is um, part of our community. You know, it's like any community. You want to know the, your neighbors, right? At least for me, I wanted to know my 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 kink community a little bit more, especially in our hometown. Sometimes you're not going to fit in. Sometimes you will fit in, but you're going to have to just learn. And then with Mrs. P, you kind of have to drag some people to communities <laughs> once in a while. And be like, hey, you know, I gotta, I've gone to this, this, this with you. Um, can you come to this event with me? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was nerve wracking. But in the end, I was so glad that we went because we were able to connect with other people and meet people who were interested in the same things we were and we could connect outside of the kink because that especially is important for me I'm sure it is for you Mr. P it was so good to go to events and meet those people and so after my first one it was easier going to others because I knew what to expect and you knew what to expect too again people are people they have outside lives. Yeah. And it's if you're ever going to go to an event for the first time, connect on those situations before you start talking about like the kink itself. That is such a, a, a cool paradigm shift for me. As if I try and just sort of put myself in the shoes of somebody who is, um, n- you know, not inherently into the kink. So what I imagined, as goofy as this is, is I imagined like a sewing convention, like something that I just have no connection to at all, but that R&T really likes to do. And she's like, I want to take you to a, we're going to be three days in a rented space with 
20 other couples who are into sewing. They're super into sewing. They talk about it. They think about it. We're part of an online community. So many quilts. So many quilts. There's going to be so many quilts. And so that's what we're doing. And I'm like, okay, because you love it, I'll go. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be all about sewing 24 hours a day. And I'm going to hate it because all they're going to do is talk sewing. And it's neat that what you're telling me, Mrs. P, is that it was kind of the opposite in that it actually did you good to be there because you noticed that you were talking about everything but. Mm -hmm. for quite a bit of the time. Yeah. We met some great couples who are in the same situation that we are. And so um, we could just talk to them and be like, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Oh, I'm experiencing this too. So um, yeah, it's it's been a fantastic experience. To think that you're alone is completely wrong. Everybody is in the same boat. Everybody mm -hmm. has been nervous to go to the first event. Everybody has been that fly on the wall at their events. It's mm -hmm. everybody's been there. Mm -hmm. I bet having someone to commiserate with was so was such a helpful experience. Other people in a similar situation. Yeah, I yeah. think that that must have been very. I imagine that was helpful. Yeah, to know that um, there is a vanilla partner out there whose um, whose partner is. Um, totally kink and all into it and loves all of that lifestyle to connect with them and be like, Hey, so this is, this has been a challenge. What do you think? And, um, yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I, I do wonder, is there anything that you guys did intentionally, either Mr. P that you did on purpose or Mrs. P that you practiced on purpose that made that go better. You have two very different life experiences with this kink. You're at this event. Was there anything you did on purpose that really helped to make it great? Yes. I, I think, you know, like I said, people are normal underneath the kink. So you have mm -hmm. to, well, not normal, but people are people outside this. Everybody has vanilla lives. We connected on those levels first. We started talking to people and we made really good friends. And then we brought into this, the kink layer of our relationship. And yeah, just, we put ourselves out there. We were super nervous and we just started with hello, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way to start. <laughs> Yeah, and just being willing to walk up to anyone and just try and start a conversation, whether it's like, hey, cute onesie, or, oh, what are you drinking? Um, just because I'm an introvert and Mr. P is definitely an extrovert, but overcoming that fear and just going up to someone because I feel like we probably were the outsiders we're and just outsiders. going up to people and starting that conversation. Cause that's also a mistake I've made in the past. Or if you're at an event, you know, ask if everybody needs help with anything. Like, yes. you know, the trash need to be taken out. Just take the trash out, you know, be that person that is, a, again, go be a go-getter mm -hmm. in events. You do instantly become a hero at those parties when you help out. Cause people are like, Oh, I'm so hungover. Thank you. You're such an angel. Like, <laughs> and especially with the trash, there's a lot I oh, love about oh EVDM parties, goodness. but I do not love the trash. I've never been on trash duty. I think I couldn't pick it up. I think I sign up for trash duty every time as a penance for knowing how much trash we create. Oh, and it's not, a, I'm not saying it gets like us all the way back thing. to being okay, but I think it's a guilt thing. It's like it's if, a guilt thing. if I'm going to eat a, a burger, I better be willing to kill a cow kind of thing. You know oh, what I mean? God, I'm no. not okay. going to kill any cows That's anyway. Not. Okay. Hi guys. I have another question for you. <laughs> um, okay. So this one comes from 
Marked91. It says, hi guys, great podcast. Oh, thanks. Hey, thanks. Um, so my girlfriend knows about my DL side and is supportive. I can wear around her freely and she even wears for me occasionally. I don't push her to wear or even ask her to, and I let her decide when she wants to. I'd love for her to wear more often, but I don't want to push her to. What's your advice? I don't push her to wear or even ask her to wear. So if he wants her to wear, then he should ask her at least once. So she knows, because we're not mind readers. No, so, people are not mind readers. Nobody's a mind reader. So bring it up. Say, hey. I would feel very happy if you wore or you would look really good in this diaper. Sounds so bad, but it's so true. Oh, no, that would totally work on me. <laughs> I would be like, okay. Yeah, it sounds cheesy, but... It, hey, it does work. Yeah. Try it once and then see what they say. And you, you addressed in the last episode, I think, in... in really beautiful detail about like how important it is that you come as adults and have adult conversations where you're being honest and forward and holding your expectations loosely. So it's a very adult, difficult thing to say, which is, I would really love it if you would do this more. I think you would look so good in this. It would really turn me on. And it's okay if you don't. Mm -hmm. I can meet my own needs. That's that's an adult, difficult conversation, but I think the right one. And I would uh, caution the asker not to immediately assume that because you're asking, you're pushing. Mm-hmm. I think we hold a lot of guilt with our kink, especially with a partner. Um, I've had a partner in the past who wasn't factory installed and uh, wasn't ever installed, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Rejected all Quite updates. Quite hated it, really. Yeah, hated it a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that you shouldn't think of asking as pushing. You should think of persisting despite her rejection of the idea, like, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you, and still asking. That's more of a push. That's something that you shouldn't aspire to, but asking isn't pushing. Yeah. You know, it's, if if we take the kink out of the mix, because you're right, it's such a, it's such a, can be a thing that people are feeling shame about. Um, If it was like, Hey, do you want to go upstairs and have sex? You're with your partner. You want to go upstairs and play. Mm -hmm. It's totally okay to ask that. Yeah. However, if your partner's like, no, I don't want to, and you keep driving at it and you keep asking, now that would be pushing. Yeah. And that's going to annoy both parties because yeah, you're, you're going to feel it. resentful and she's going to get aggravated. And that's like a little, yeah, yeah, boundaryless. But this is just an ask. I think Mrs. Padded has it right. Just I think so too. Ask. She's not Ms. Padded anymore. Mrs. She got she's that a ring married on Padded. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, yes, she is. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Took a long time to get here, but yes. So here's a here's a fourth one that I want to tackle that comes from my own experience as well. This one was sent in uh, from Dom D on FL, and here it is. Uh, here's a topic I'd like you to discuss when your spouse isn't an ABDL and your marriage gets rocky. How does it affect both of you in terms of the kink? Now, you guys are relatively recently married, right? In the last year or two, but you've been together for quite a long time. I'm certain it hasn't uh, been a perfectly smooth road through everything. At least I hope not, because it's hard to grow that way. I'm curious about when things have gotten hard, even for reasons that aren't related to the kink. Does the kink show up in that? And if so, how? Um, I'll take this one. So I think that in his situation, at least for me, I put kink on the back burner. You know, you need to figure out your marriage. Obviously, something's not ticking right. You need to figure out your marriage. You need to communicate and get down to it. Um, Because the last thing you need to do is throw another element into your marriage. And if she's not an ABDL, she might not understand where you're coming from. So I would say you need 
fix the problem of the source mm-hmm. and then add to it. Or when you're fixing the problem, just kind of maybe bring it up. Obviously, this person knows that you're an ABDL, um, so it's in her mind already. I can, again, fix the source of the problem. Yeah, because the, the relationship... Needs to be strong. Before. The, yes, before you can add the kink element to it, I think. And so I think some of our arguments in the past were kink related, maybe deep down or part of it, but we needed to fix the relationship and then we could fix the difficulties that we were having with the kink. Oh, so it was always work on the relationship first. Yeah. So we've heard from a couple of people who have had Nilla kink marriages or relationships where either by the partner who was kinky or by the partner who was Nilla, the desire to or desire to avoid the kink was weaponized. Has that ever come up? And if it hasn't, how have you guys avoided using something that is so vulnerable and in times when you're both so angry? It's a good question. Yeah. I don't think it's ever come up like where we've put it against each other. Because I feel like there are arguments or stuff outside of the kink life. Mm-hmm. So we can't really put that one to ourselves. And we also understand that, you know, if you ever weaponize this, it's like, and you leak it, it ruins both of us. Hmm. Or just use it against us. And then that trust is broken. Like, yeah. because it is so such a vulnerable topic once it is weaponized then that trust is gone and then the it's really difficult to build a good foundation afterwards yeah trust that person yeah so don't weaponize your kink more stories don't weaponize your kink (laughs) right you do you're gonna have trust issues Mm -hmm. right it's a diaper not a knife that's right i'm really glad you brought this up though rnt because the I was in a relationship where, you know, for as much as we tried to love each other well, we didn't. And when she got under stress and got angry with me, the kink would come up. As like a bad thing. As a bad thing, even when the problem was unrelated to it. It was like, I think some part of her knew that when she felt out of control, that this could always be a thing that you could lean on. Because she knew that I had nothing to say about it. You know what I mean? Mm. And to your point, Mr. and Mrs. Padded, it's really hard to come back from that. I mean, you get, you get like one of those maybe, but you don't get five. Oh gosh. And, uh, um, that would be really, really hurtful. It's really hurtful. And I understand why I understand that, you know, sometimes when you're backed into a space where you don't know what to throw, you throw the sharpest thing you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get that, but it is very hard to come back from that. And I hope if, if there are folks listening who are in a relationship where one person has the ABDO kink and one person does not have an ABDO kink, that neither of them will lean into that space. Because it can be used both ways. Oh, 100%. If you're dating somebody or you're married to somebody who's vanilla, you can you can weaponize being vanilla too. Oh, yeah. I actually, believe it or not, have been in a relationship where I was not the kinkiest person. And Neat. being to, I know, being told... You don't do this for me, and that's why I'm mad uh-huh. at you all the time. Is like, oh god, like, yeah. and it might be true, but it's it's hard whenever you push limits, push boundaries, push things that you don't feel ready or able to change, 
and you shouldn't be pushed against that. Yeah. And boy, kink is one of those things you want to do from a good place together. And I love your advice, Mr. and Mrs. Padded, which is if you're, if you're at a point where you're starting to throw kink at each other, ask yourself what's wrong with the relationship right now that you really need to work on. Totally, totally agree. And I think that anybody's weaponizing anything sensitive in a relationship, you need, somebody needs to step back from that relationship and be like, is this what I really want? And you Mm -hmm. have to ask yourself that multiple times is, yeah. this worth it and if not if the answer is no and you always this exact same topic like you said is always coming up then mm-hmm. maybe you need to step back and give it a break so True that's that. so smart yeah if if it continues to always be about the kink chances are good you're not sexually compatible now if it are relationally compatible it could be that you're not relationally compatible and in some cases, like my, my ex and I had a handful of things going for us, but one of them was we weren't sexually compatible. And so if, if one of you is constantly resentful, you just may not be a good sexual partnership, mm. which doesn't mean you have to like split up. You can find other ways to do that. But I think it's a great point that like, if this is a repeated issue, you might actually have a problem <laughs> with what you're trying to squeeze together. I think the too long didn't read of this episode, the TLDR is healthy first, kink second. Mm. That's what I've heard from you guys the whole time. And it is just so refreshing because I have been in kink for a long time and never have I ever said that out loud. And that's worrisome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I just stumbled into healthy first kink second, but um, it sounds like you guys have been really intentional about it. And that's just admirable. It's Mm -hmm. totally true. And I think when you say um, healthy first kink second, I think it's like, Healthy vanilla kink second because um, and everybody wants to be like this twenty four hour relationship of uh, diapers and well, this and that or oh, some dude. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> like whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, Not buddy. all of us. Or <laughs> for you guys, I mean, hats off! Like you have a good foundation, yeah. but you know, you gotta think vanilla first. Like you gotta go on vanilla dates once in a while, and you just gotta put yeah. other things on the back burner. You got to actually appreciate why you are with your partner. Go on vacations, vanilla. Mm. Or just whatever whatever healthy means to you and your partner. I like that. There you go. Um, and if that means healthy is 24-7, then okay. But if that means they're going on vanilla dates, then that's healthy for sure. them. So. Well, and, and even in our relationship where, you know, she is wearing all the time for, for several reasons, it's not kinky all the time. And I know it might sound crazy to people who are like, but how could it not be kinky if somebody's wearing? Because sometimes we have, it's not. Because sometimes we're running real life. In fact, most of the time we can go on dates and we can have very vanilla experiences that we just love and that reinforce other parts of our relationship. And even if somebody's wearing a diaper, it doesn't have to be all kinky. Yeah, so, you don't even have to talk about the diaper. You don't even have to make that the thing. So, yeah, I I totally support that. And I will say, here's the converse argument, just to muck it up. Every once in a while, we use kink to get back to a place where we can talk about being healthy. So if we're really Mm -hmm. feeling separated and we're struggling to bring each other together, we we don't know which bridge to cross first, we'll play. Mm -hmm. And that will just break up enough of the ice flow. To then go have the conversations that we need to have. So I know that mucks it up because we said healthy first, king second. Anyway, the point is every once in a while, it can be a but, really helpful no, bridge Mrs. back to each other. Mrs. Pat had said, if that's what that means to yeah. you and healthy means to us being all snuggled up with diapers and 
you know, masturbating and all that stuff. And then, yeah. then getting through our problems because it makes us feel calm and connected. Yeah. Just not as a substitute for getting through your problems. No, no, no. Yeah. Guys, you are, uh, as she said, a fount of wisdom. Um, I wish we had even seven more episodes. It was found. I said fountain. I think, isn't that just short for fount? Isn't I it just an know. old-timey poetic way to say I fountain? I feel like I messed it no, I'm going gonna, gonna to give that one to you. I think fountain, fountain, Fount. you're going to say synonymous. Okay. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Padded, uh, thank you so much for being a part of this discussion on Love and Brief. Thank you very much for having us. Totally. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you for uh, just making this podcast for everybody out there. And yeah. uh, like we said earlier, you guys help us. Mm-hmm. Not we're just helping you guys in the community, but you guys are totally helping us in our own relationship and yeah. makes us think and makes us question, which builds us together mm-hmm. and uh, yep. grows our relationship. So thank you. Now I'm we're blushing. <laughs> I'm so glad. This, that's why we do it. And yeah. We're really grateful to get to have this discussion and get to chat with you guys. Anything else? Do you want to talk about uh, where people can find us? Oh, Yeah. All right. If you guys want to get connected to us in any kind of way, um, well, not any, well, kind, not of any way. kind of way, most kinds of ways, just the ones we approve of, the really. kinds of ways we like set up on the yeah, internet. It seems socially appropriate. Um, yeah. So, uh, we have a fet life. Uh, we have two fet lives. Uh, we have resident yes and road not taken. Definitely. And, and a podcast group. And a podcast group. We have a podcast group called love in brief. You can join the podcast group and offer your advice mm-hmm. on topics we're talking about, um, offer to be a, an expert or even ask a question. You can also ask your questions to us in our personal inboxes on there, or you can send it to love in brief at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram. We're resident. Yes. On Instagram. Um, and do you want to tell us a little bit more about the, um, transcription? Yeah, you bet. And just, just, you know, all four of our questions tonight came through FetLife and I think one from Tumblr. So we're, we're listening oh, yeah, is Tumblr. the point. Yeah. And a bunch of the questions on the last episode came through FetLife and Instagram. So we're listening. I know that sometimes it takes us a few months to get to a question because of the speed of the podcast and when it comes out, but we read every single one and we add every single one to our list that we think we could possibly tackle. You should tell them who we are on Tumblr since we mentioned it. Uh, resonate yes on Tumblr I as well. We had Tumblr. Yeah, we don't really monitor Tumblr as as tightly, but we but we do check the inbox and we it's, have it and we, and we do have it. And another thing that we have is uh, transcripts. So if you or somebody you know could benefit from reading the podcast, in addition to or instead of listening to it, just go to transcripts.loveinbrief.com. And this is a moment for me to pause and again tell you about the amazing folks who stepped in when I said in our Love and Brief uh, podcast group on FetLife, hey, does anybody want to put in your your uh, hard-earned off time and energy and love and hands and ears to transcribing our podcast? And people stood up and said, yes, I, I believe in accessibility. I want to make this podcast available to others. And we are just so floored by the speed with which and the energy and enthusiasm with which they jumped in. So just a quick shout out to Diapers and Brews, Twisty125, Teddy Bear with me, Rach and Tux, everybody who said, yes, I actually will put my time and energy toward transcribing this group because I believe everybody should have access to media just like this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to, you too can visit transcripts.loveandbrief.com. We're still catching up on a couple of episodes, but I'll tell you what, just a few weeks ago, we were back like 20 episodes and now we're back just a couple of episodes. So huge thanks 
And I just can't wait to continue uh, hearing those great stories. If you're somebody who uses the transcripts or you know somebody who uses the transcripts, please reach out to me, loveandbrief at gmail.com, and let me know so that I can pass the good news along to those folks who commit their time and energy to transcribing. It's the biggest gift in the world to let us know that it means something to you. Uh, other than that, R&T. Hi. Hi, that's it? That's it. This has been our two-part discussion with Mr. and Mrs. Padded answering all kinds of questions about what it's like to be a person with an ABDL kink who is partnered with somebody who's Anilla. And this has been another episode of Love in Brief. Love in Brief. Love in Brief.